airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We'll open the phone lines up in the end, uh, at the end of the show. If you want to give us, if you've been married longer than 15 years, so that can be like 15 years in one day. If you've been long <laughs> married longer than 15 well, years, yeah. at the end of the program, we're going to open the phone lines up to get your words of wisdom because today, Will the Great and I are celebrating 15 years of marriage. 15 years of marriage. Yes. And, um, and, and we're pretty excited about it, right? Yes. Like in dog years, years that's oh, 50. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of living. Yeah. So if you've been married um, 15 years and one day, like if you celebrated your 15th year anniversary yesterday, then <laughs> you can call in. Um, 14 years and 364 days, I don't want to hear from you. I don't, there's nothing you can teach me. About marriage. You just wait until you hit. No, I'm kidding. Because you know what? (laughs) You know what the truth is? The truth is that it's not the length of years that really makes for a healthy and successful marriage. It's the growth that happens within those years. So you can have people who've been married five years, but they have committed themselves to intense growth and learning the whole purpose of marriage. And they've given themselves fully to this institution that is God's idea. Mm -hmm. And they're further along than someone who's been married 25, 30 years because they've just been like together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, it's yeah. not the length of years, although we celebrate that. Right. A round of applause, everybody. Don't mistake what I'm saying here. Right, right. But I think that we kind of kid ourselves and we think that it's just time that we get to boast about. There must be quality within the years, I think. Yeah, I agree. There must be quality. And, and you will grow, you know, if you, if you, like, if you are will you? wanting... Well, if you wanted to have a successful marriage, <laughs> yeah. there will be growth on the part of, of both parties because yeah. there's no way, you know, you have to compromise. You have to, like, uh, learn and grow and, and all that stuff, you know, to for it to even be successful. So I remember um, looking back, looking back uh, 15 years within the first year of marriage, how people were so excited for us and we would talk to older couples and they would say, uh-huh. oh, that first year and they'd be all giddy and, and everything. And I remember <laughs> even from the I remember even from the first year saying that, yeah, I mean, this is great. But I was I always remember looking forward to just getting to that place where I felt like we just absolutely knew each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I was I was looking forward to not just having the the giddy like, oh, it's all new and everything, you know, which is great. That's a that's a great right. feeling to have. But for me, I kind of wanted um, where I think we are now, you know, just where we we understand each other. Mm-hmm. We're able to work through our disagreements. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't I don't go and sleep on the couch. No, none of that. Because <laughs> notice I didn't say you don't go and sleep on the couch. Well, neither I of tried us. that. 
<laughs> well, no, right. Neither of us. No, but in the beginning, yeah. in the beginning, it was, it was me. Different. Yeah. Like I was, it was, oh my goodness. Like, so I think we should probably just, because it's Aaron the Addison's. <laughs> so again, this is the blessing that is naming the show, Aaron the Addison's. We can talk about whatever we want. And uh, it's all within like our, our lane, right? Yeah. But it was just ridiculous in the first year of marriage. I had like no point of reference. And, um, and I remember TV thinking- shows. Well, TV shows, that's a horrible <laughs> point of reference. <laughs> that is the worst possible exactly. point of reference for a marriage. Um, but I was like, okay, so if we have a disagreement, basically, if you upset me, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, you're supposed to sleep on the couch. I'm supposed to give you a pillow, give you a blanket or something, and then boom, there you go. Mm-mm. And <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> what, did, what did you say to me? I don't, you were like, this ain't TV. what? this is not the cosby show you know and i was like well this is what you're supposed to do like i'm upset you're supposed to sleep you're supposed to sleep on the couch you're supposed to take a pillow take a blanket you go sleep on the couch you're like i'm not Mm -mm. doing that Mm -mm. and i was like oh man that's not like that's not how it ever worked out for like you know felicia i didn't see yeah right i didn't see that at my house though at at the the addison uh (laughs) yeah i didn't see my daddy on the couch i don't know I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't yeah, know. So, so I didn't know what that was all about. I mean, you were really confused. You were yeah, like, "What are like, you doing?" What is this? <laughs> I was like, "Here's your pillow. Here's your go. Go sleep on the couch." And you're like, "No, I'm not doing it." So mm-hmm. I did what any like reasonable and submissive wife would do. Um, I slept on the couch. Yeah, you did because I was committed. I was like, "Nope, we don't agree." And you know, <laughs> like, once you're once you're invested in the offense, you got to follow through. Right. But my whole point is, I'm grateful to be past that point where you know because when you're married early on, the smallest things are magnified, right? Like mm-hmm. everything becomes like a deep offense. And and you don't know how to get past it because you're trying to get to this place where you understand each other. And I would say this, I think I think that married couples um, early on are trying to get to this place where they trust each other's motives. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, you're still getting to know the person, yeah. you know, and, and, and becoming one, uh, you have, you bring a lot of stuff into the marriage and then you, you're not, not sure. Not me, just you. I, my, I didn't bring any baggage. People. I didn't bring any luggage. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, you're trying to get to know each other and, and that, that process, man, it, it involves trust and, and trying to figure out if a person's intentions are, you know, right and all kind of stuff, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking today, of course, and, and which, by the way, I have to tell you, I was so impressed with your children and your second born, Gabby, uh. who was the first this morning to say happy anniversary. She remembered. Oh, cool. And, and also remember that it was 15 years. And so the others, they just kind of follow through mumbling because, <laughs> <laughs> because they're all upset that they didn't lead with it. You know, mm-hmm. like she got the she got the golden star. Favorite right? child. And so. Yeah, you, Gabby, <laughs> you are my favorite child. Um, anyways, but I was thinking today about some of the, the biggest um, areas of growth that I've seen in my life in the 15 years of being married to you and some of the things that I've learned about myself. And so I wanted to have a conversation around that and also kind of weave in this Pew Research study. There's a new study out. I'm always talking about the new studies that are out mm-hmm. um, that looks at marriage and cohabitation in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I should also warn our listeners, though, because this was a little bit disappointing, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what you'll do with this as we go forward, because I think increasingly we're going to see this. But you know how they give you the polling data, like who was polled when, you know, and, and all of this stuff. But something that I found interesting in this particular study is that this included married cohabitating adults that are also in same sex relationships. Mm. So Pew Research is taking a look at the state of marriage in the U.S. and cohabitation and where we are 
and just sort of naturally they weave in cohabitating and quote unquote married same sex couples. And, and I just think that's, you know, I don't know what you'll do with that. I don't know how, how that affects the numbers. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would imagine that it affects the numbers greatly because if you include same sex couples in this study, then I would imagine that you've got automatically more cohabitating couples than you do married couples. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I guess you would have to have a different type of breakdown and I don't know. I know. So I don't know how you get there, but there are some interesting numbers in it. And for that reason, we'll talk a little bit about it. But one of the things I was going to ask you was Mm -hmm. one of what's one of the biggest things that you've learned about yourself in the 15 years about myself. (laughs) Yeah. Not about myself. Okay. (laughs) Although you have, you want to answer that question too. Um, We can talk about it during the break and then I'll tell you if that's the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. About myself. Um, Man, I, I think the man, I I would have to say selfish, selfishness, you know, is a problem, you know, and that that I didn't think I was as selfish as uh, I am. And well, so, neither did I. Can I just say that? But I'll let you finish. <laughs> no, no, not that I didn't think you. Me. I'm t- no, no, no. Hold on. Let me restate it. <laughs> Move to strike that from the record, Your Honor. Let me just restate that. <laughs> When I said neither did I, I meant neither did I know that I was as selfish as I am. Okay, as well. <laughs> not that I didn't know you were as selfish. Well, I oh, mean man, that's probably that true. That's, that's probably true, like, though. You know, you didn't know. But anyway, uh, anyways, so I, but I, but I think I think that's been the thing that that sticks out. Like because in marriage, you know, you see that those things are highlighted. I mean, yeah. you see it, and, and I would I would consider us being married. Like, Later, like I was 28 when, and mm-hmm. people must say, no, nah, it's not late. I mean, especially nowadays, well, it's not late. Well, according to some numbers now that, well, it's getting later. It's okay. getting later. But when we were married in 2004, um, that was considered late because the age was like 21, 22 for women and then like 24, 25 for men. But I was uh-huh. 24 turning 25 and, and you were 28. 28. But go yeah. Ahead. And so all that time, you know, spent by yourself or whatever, you, you yourself is like you it centers around you so when you get married you know you have this other person that you are supposed to put before yourself you know now we should be doing that kind of thing in the body of christ in the body of christ putting people mm-hmm. before ourselves but in a marriage relationship is a different level and so i i saw more than anything man wow how selfish and then when you begin and my dad told me this going in he said you will learn how selfish you are when you get married, said, and you will really learn. You will really see how selfish you are when you start having children. Oh boy! And yeah. he was yeah. spot on with yeah. that, spot on. So yeah. that's that's one of the biggest things. But also, I think I've learned as well that I have uh, a capacity to love someone, you know, in a greater way, you know, like uh, more than myself. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it gives you an opportunity to to show forward you know, um, loving someone uh, more than you uh, love yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and, and care about your own interests. Interest. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing how marriage refines you as a Christian, as a believer. Um, and like for, for the wife, I mean, there was a huge amount of shaping that happens. I would say for me, if asked the same question, like one of the biggest things that I've learned about myself is that, and I, I was thinking of how to phrase this. Like, do I say, I learned that I need people or do I learn? Uh, or do I say that I learned that I need you? Because uh-huh. um, people are still, yeah. I'm kind of still out to pasture with that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like so, I I didn't like I I did not want 
to need people Mm -hmm. at all, Mm -hmm. like at all. I saw that as weakness, you know, like I just didn't, I didn't want anyone to have any type of, um, power claim over over my emotions or power, Uh, you know, and I saw needing people as a weakness, like, and just, you know, I never cried. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I say, never, that's an exaggeration. Rarely, Um, I guess we will say rarely. I rarely cried. Now, now when it comes to the things of God, Oh man, I'm weeping Wanda. Like, I mean that I just, I, I know that about myself. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it came to like, you know, excuse me, when it came to like friendships and things like that, like Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't understand the big deal. Like, why do people like get so busted up over other people? You know what I mean? I just didn't. So my heart was kind of, um, was kind of hard in that way. And I didn't know that, you know, and it, it may be because of seeing my mom do so much, you know, just by herself, you know, when you're, I think, and I'm not blaming my dad for this. I just, you know, you have times where you think about it and you think, well, what would have caused that? Um, but one of the things that for, for me, I felt dying in myself, like being married to you was mm-hmm. I felt myself needing you. Uh. You know what I mean? And, and that, that was scary for me. Like I felt, um, I guess the, the way to describe it is kind of out of control. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I didn't, I didn't want to be at anyone's mercy. Yeah. And and one of the things that I think shocked me the most about myself was that it mattered to me so much what you said, mm. like what what you said, what you thought, your facial expressions, you know, <laughs> if there was disapproval, and that was a that was a weird feeling because I hadn't felt that before. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I would mm-hmm. encounter people and I'd be like. Pfft, Okay. <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, yeah. it, it just didn't matter. And I, and I, I was able to disconnect yeah. from people like just yeah. to be like, Oh, you don't want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I mean, it would just be like, yeah. I just didn't allow myself to have that kind of emotion, but being married to you, um, the Lord really softened my heart. Mm. And, um, and then man, it just, I felt like I would just cry on a dime, you know? And, <laughs> and I would <laughs> remember Aww. how I'd always assume. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I probably shouldn't reveal this to people. But look, you activists, don't get it twisted. <laughs> right? <laughs> you activists, do not get it twisted. Don't don't, don't let the tears kind of fool you. They don't come in your direction. <laughs> For you. Right? Enemies of God, you're my enemies. I don't don't even I don't even like you. Don't even all right? Oh Let somebody goodness. like they're like, ooh, Miki cries. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it's all gone now, right? Like the the jig is completely up. No. <laughs> right. Um Anyways, um, yeah, but I'm grateful for that, though. I'm grateful yeah. that the Lord has softened my heart and shown me um, the benefit of being in community and being yeah. able to need people. And Amen. so that has extended even beyond marriage. And um, I'm grateful for that. All right. Let's grab the break. Aaron the Addison's on this, our 15th anniversary day. We'll mm. take the break and be right back. Associated with lowly people Be so mistaken The fornication's the only evil Don't get me wrong I know God is holy We going deeper If only Christians Can reassess What we know of Jesus uh, That he could free us From my legalism Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's On American Family Radio We appreciate you listening And spending the day with us 
um, Monday through Friday. Thank you so much for doing that, making us a part of your your afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's the truth. What about love? Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We're celebrating 15 years of marriage, so we're discussing marriage in light of that and sharing a little bit of what we've learned and hopefully um, providing a little bit of a laugh track for your afternoon at our <laughs> own expense. Uh, it's funny when you look back on some of the things that really cause um, hiccups in a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can get past those things, if you can move past those things and fight for your marriage, yeah. um, not just fighting for a feeling, right? Not just fighting mm-hmm. for an emotion, mm-hmm. but you're fighting for a covenant that you have mm-hmm. made to another person. And I think that in the church, we've done a horrible job of really putting the weight of that covenant on people when they say, Hey, you know, things are not working out and we're going to, we're going to separate, we're going to part. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we have done, we have had, um, we've had a couple, a couple couples that I can think of mm-hmm. um, whose weddings we attended who yeah. said that they were, um, that they were divorcing. Yeah. And we didn't take that as an announcement. Yeah. We saw that as our duty to step in and intervene. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I mean, we were like, Hey, we were witnesses Definitely. at your wedding. Definitely. Um, and that's different from being a guest. Right. At a person's wedding. Like that's different. You know, here's I think we have turned weddings in the United States of America to into a, a spectacle. Like an event. Like a just. A, yeah. 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 I, I like I was reading um, earlier that um, the Duck Dynasty daughter, like Sadie Robertson, mm-hmm. got married recently. Mm-hmm. OK. And she had 600 people at her wedding. Wow. 600 people at a wedding. Now, that's phenomenal. That's a large wedding, right? I mean, that's right. a, you've got a lot of attendees there, and a lot of that is, you know, you create this fairy tale atmosphere. I'm not knocking that at all. Right. Um, but you've got 600 people who, technically speaking, are all witnesses of this covenant that they are making. That's heavy. That is heavy. So that's like, you know, all of these people kind of are responsible. Like, if this person, if, if Sadie and her husband say, hey, you know, Sorry, it's just not working out. 600 people you really technically have to answer to. These people are all witnesses of an agreement that yeah, you are making before God big. and them. We don't see it like that, though. It's no, just an don't. event. You know, we're trying it's to. Just an, and they're guests. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It's been so watered down, you know, and, and, and we've even made it so easy to, like, get out of it. Like, yeah. no fault, yeah. no, no fault type things and you know exactly. you know and we grow apart so we just tired and you know we we just we don't click anymore so well i i, w- I would <laughs> say know. to every christian if be very careful about the invitations that you accept to go Man. to weddings <laughs> because Man. i think if you take we've had these moments where yeah, it's yeah. it's uncomfortable but you you have to say to people wait a minute i was a witness at yeah. your wedding and i'm not sure what's being done you know i don't know uh, what's being done in like premarital counseling and stuff like that but i would say that every a uh, person should every couple should go through that but i think yeah. there should be a, almost like a teaching or like a honing in on what a covenant is so yeah. you can understand how serious this is mm-hmm. you know and and I, I don't know if that's happening and maybe it is maybe that's that's going on but i'm like that's some that's something that's not resonating you know yeah. where we can just like um you know leave it all just like that something is not you know. I think it's like a it's like an overall decline that the focus of marriage has largely been driven by the emotions and the feelings that surround yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there are people who put way more planning into the execution of the wedding or the that's you know right. the, the carrying out of the wedding right. than they do in the marriage and right. what that's supposed to look like uh, going on because you know or ongoingly because I think what happens is after the wedding is over. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, 
the marriage is not it's not a show for anybody. Right. You know, right. unless it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> Right? I mean, even, that's when you yeah, can, you know, and even with that, you know, there's a lot of fakeness going on. You only show you, the good stuff. Exactly. You only show <laughs> you only show the stuff that you are pleased to edit and crop and, you know, right. and whatever. But I think that's that's where the rubber meets the road is in the marriage is in, in the fact that it's a covenant, that it's a commitment that you've that you've made. And I, man, I'm so grateful. I, I, I think back to the first year of our marriage mm-hmm. and um, and I think of the times where we had disagreements. And, and I, you know, because I just man, I don't know. I guess I'm just I'm just dramatic in that way. You know, like I would. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. Um, I, I would always overanalyze things that you said. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I would always think like you meant this. And when you said this, this is exactly what you meant. I can't believe you would say something like that and mean it. And do you remember us having this conversation in that little one bedroom apartment in New Orleans? Like, which conversation? Okay, now see, (laughs) you're gonna gonna make this really hard (laughs) tonight. You're gonna be eating peanut butter and jelly. Mm, Don't even. (laughs) You guys see what I'm dealing with? (laughs) (laughs) Easy like Sunday morning. Um, No, I just remember us sitting down, Mm -hmm. and I remember talking about all the issues that we were having yeah. right i remember and i remember you getting a legal pad yeah because i i wanted to make sure i got awful. all the points and you know because yeah i mean i feel like i had to do that and because i look <laughs> there's a lot coming at a brother at one time hold on a second no hold I'm, on. Just, I'm just being real just being real can there's I, a lot coming at a brother at one time you know <laughs> and you'll you'll say something and i want to um you know address that but you you've gone on to the next thing but i want to make sure i address that so i want to write it down and make sure i come back to that and say hey this is what happened here because if not i would never be able to just you know <laughs> there's so many people you know what's unfortunate <laughs> about this right now is that there are so many people who are listening who are like will we totally understand <laughs> they're like brother we hear her doing that every oh, day brother no, like we got no. you bro like they and, and no, then there are some husbands. There's some. There's some husbands. <laughs> there are some husbands they're like, man, you got a counseling session for that, like, because we went through the same. <laughs> Brother, I tell you, we didn't know if there was gonna be an end to her talk, and she just. <laughs> and all the wives are like, we don't understand what you mean. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, women are communicators, man. You know, to, for the we most part, are, but you know, we men can are do too. Better. But I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, yeah. I, I think the thing is, well, why I had my legal pad? Was I wanted to make sure so funny. that I made the points that I wanted to make, you know, and I, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. some people are, are great at like giving speeches just right off the top of the head. Some people have that stuff written down, you know, so they don't forget. And I'm that person written down. So I remember that that particular <laughs> conversation was really tense yeah. because, you know, I was convinced that I knew what you meant Mm. behind what you said. Right. And I was convinced. Like, I, in my mind, I could take to the bank what I knew you meant right. behind what you said. Right. And so I remember just like, being so yeah. upset because I was just absolutely convinced. Mm-hmm. And you said something that was hilarious. And to this day, it is still funny to me, um, <laughs> that conversation. So you said, as you often say, pause. You said pause. Okay, <laughs> pause. You said. And you said, so what you're saying is that you think that I am thinking through to the other side mm-hmm. of a conversation mm-hmm. to say something from the beginning of my statement that I mean at the back. And you like, said, Miki. I can't even do that. Like, that's, you're like, I, can't, I don't even know how to do that. Uh, that's what I you mean, said. You're on, like, you said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that smart. Come on. You said, I'm not that smart. I don't like, even know how I to mean, do that. Like, how, yeah. said, 
what I say is what I say, and that's, that's what, what I mean. Say. What I say is what <laughs> I say, and that's what I mean. And 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 let me just tell you something. That is so true. I I found over the years mm. that I I I started to um I started to cringe a little bit mm-hmm. in conversations because you don't say much, but when you do speak, you are very direct, mm-hmm. and so. I'm like, you know, give all these the padding and the disclaimer and all. I use a lot of words, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure one that I'm understood, two that people are not offended by what I say unless they should be offended, then <laughs> go forth and be offended, right? right. <laughs> but if not, then you don't want to, you know, you know, yeah. unnecessarily offend people. Yeah. But with you, it's always just bloop. Like that's it. <laughs> you know? And so I'm always looking like, "Oh, do they understand? He doesn't mean <laughs> by that. He's just saying what he actually means, which is refreshing. Yeah. But if a person well, isn't used to it, right? You know. Yeah. Then, they, then it can be it can be a little bit upsetting. Yeah. Anyways, um, but that was that was great. We we moved on past that. Yeah. And you know, that first year was was they had a lot of stuff that happened in that first year. Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Katrina was going on. We were raising support as missionaries. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, just a lot of stuff. You know, it was our first year of marriage. Yeah. You know, there was times when you know you got out of cars. And wanted okay, to walk. Okay, hold on. <laughs> and wanted to walk home. I'm like, you know, only girl, where only, you going? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was upset one night. Okay, and night. I wanted to punish Will. One I know night. night, night in New Orleans. It's it sounds like PJ Masks. Night in the city becomes. <laughs> it was it was night. Okay, um, and and I was upset. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I wanted to punish you, mm-hmm. and I wanted you to feel guilty. So at a traffic light. At a stop and if brother Anthony, if he listening, it was on clear view. I'm sorry. That was so bad. Okay, go I, ahead. You know, look, I was <laughs> immature. I was very immature, but I would have told anyone that I was certainly super mature, right? <laughs> but I did. You were stopped at a red light. We were stopped at a red, a red light. We were stopped yeah. at a red light. And what did you do? And I got out of the vehicle. Got out of the vehicle at and night. And started walking. And just thought, well, I'm going to walk home. And you said, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You can look back at this and laugh now, but it's funny. But in the moment, and can I just tell you, I don't even remember what you said. I don't remember what the argument was. Now, I don't over. remember that either. I know it, we never do. Right. We never do, which right. shows that a lot of things collapse and fail because of superficiality, or we think like you know we are not yet trained to make the right decisions, right? Like right. we're still developing and growing. And um, anyways, I remember um, I, <laughs> I remember you driving slowly along, but the traffic was building yeah, up. Yeah, I couldn't. You. I, I had to go. I was like, and so, ah. so I, I wanted you, I wanted you to continue on calling out to me. <laughs> Can I just say, I wanted you to continue on, sort of chasing after Mickey, Mickey, me, come on, Mickey, like that's what I wanted, Get right? Back in the car, and uh, right. So, but I didn't look at you though. I just no. wanted to keep hearing that. No, and um, because I, to look at you, I think would have been like a show of weakness. Like, no, I'm not looking at you. I'm just walking. Oh boy. And um. But the traffic was building up behind you, which I didn't realize. Right. And so you drove off. Yeah. I didn't so go now home. I'm, no, you didn't. But I had but to I get out of the way But I didn't know what was going on. I was really upset. And I thought in my mind, he left me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Now, who got you out know? the car? But I left Well, no, anyway, but I mean, yeah, it's anyway. always still your fault. It's the man's See, fault. Always. Can't win. Husbands cannot win. Um, so here's my question for you. And yeah. then I want to I talk about Hoda Kabi got engaged. And okay. I want to make a point with her engagement announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoda Kopi from the Today Show. People are familiar with her. Hoda Kopi, mm-hmm. by the way, started out in New Orleans. Yeah, she was in New Orleans. I remember her. I don't know if people... A long um, time ago. Yeah, a very long time ago. Hoda Kopi started out in New Orleans. But anyway, um, my question for you. 
can you recall the greatest piece of advice that you got like early on in our marriage? Yes. You know, people always want to give advice. Okay, what I can. is it? It was from my dad, once again. Okay. That dude was your a dad wise was man. was so wise. He was. He told me to know your wife. He said, like, that that was the biggest advice. Like, mm-hmm. basically he was saying, study her, know her, know what makes her upset or makes her happy. You got to know your wife. You got to understand, dwell with her in an understanding way. You got to mm. know, you know, um, and that, it, basically just telling me it would be a lot easier, you know, everything if you know your particular wife, know, you know, the person that you are married to. And That's so, so good. I thought that was some great advice. And, yeah. you know, and you've done day, that. I remember that. Yeah. You've done that. I, I think that you, you, well, <laughs> mission accomplished. I, I feel like you, I feel like you've done that and, and you've taken it to heart. I will say this too. I think um, early on, one of the best pieces of advice that I remember us getting together was from a gentleman in Lafayette. And he said, he said, people will tell you that marriage is 50, 50. And he said, that isn't true. Mm. Do you, I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember this. Mm-hmm. He said, marriage is not 50, 50. He right. said, it depends on where you are and what you're going through. He said it may be 80, 20, mm. or maybe 90, 10, or maybe 60, 40. And he said, each person has got to respond to that. And I thought, man, you know, I'd never really heard that because all you hear is that marriage is 50, 50. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that we go through different things where the other person has to give a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had um, bouts with, you know, depression and things like that after having children mm-hmm. where I'm not at 100 mm-hmm. percent. So mm-hmm. if you're still just holding on to your 50 right. and here I am, I'm like at 20. Right. Then, man, we're, we're, not, doing we're, good. <laughs> we're not doing good. Right. We're not doing good. You right. know, and then I think about when your dad passed and that was a really difficult time. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not at 100 percent. Right. So I'm not going to be walking around where I hope he can muster up his 50. You know what I mean? Like I've got, I've got to go a little bit further. I've got to reach out and extend myself a little bit more as we walk through those times. And, and I think, man, the enemy just works over our marriages. He mm. wants them to be destroyed, not because he has some personal vendetta against you, but the enemy's vendetta is against the Lord. Yeah. You know, and so marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. It's a it's a covenant that we make to one another. And I mean, what better way for the enemy to mock God than to see, quote unquote, covenants be destroyed left and right? Mm. Like like blank pieces of paper that just get torn up. They have they have no meaning. And they have no significance. And so we've got to be willing to fight for that. Marriage is different um, from cohabitation. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been. um, When I was growing up, we'd say shacking up. I don't care how long you've been shacking up with somebody (laughs) um, or you call it a common law marriage. It is different. And the enemy is content to allow you to shack up. That's right. Right. Like you can be yeah, you can you live together. Come home. <laughs> OK. And he does not care. I mean, you'll feel fine. Like you just I remember we had a couple that we were counseling uh, several years ago. I don't know if you remember this younger couple and um, they were just living together and mm-hmm. the girl had gotten saved. And, um, you know, she was like, yeah, we would like to get married. But, you know, things are really good for us right now. And I said, well, you know, you think that mm-hmm. because you've grown accustomed to just living in this environment. But you have no idea of the weight that will be lifted from your shoulders to not only follow through with your commitment to Christ, but to live for the glory of God yeah. and to not be violating his commandments. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. even know the weight of that on your shoulders until you get out from under that. Right. When we get back, we'll come back with a clip from Hoda Copy. Um, she's um, 
talking about her engagement, her recent engagement after being in a relationship for six years wow. and adopting two children with this man. She's finally engaged. I want you to pay, pay close attention when we get back to how she describes what she felt. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. They said that boy insane. He gone, he lost his brain. He too zealous. He just trying to go against the grain. He got his whole life ahead of him. So this is strange. But they don't get that getting other shit just isn't game. And marriage isn't pain. In fact, it's love and joy. Gas plan for man and woman they want to destroy. By acting like it's prison. Avoid it cause it's hard. Look honestly, if it don't hurt, then you ain't loving hard. Look at Jesus on the cross. He got a ton of scars. Laid his life down for his bread, cause his love is large. My Lord, he set the bar high, and I'm falling short. But I'll be standing with my Savior when I'm calling court. So please forgive me, baby. When then all of a sudden, he got down on one knee and said, will you be my wife? And he was crying, and I was crying. And I looked at him, and I thought to myself, oh my God, like, this is that thing. And the other weird thing is, is like, I felt different from that moment on. I felt different from that moment on, which is weird because we have two kids yes. and we've been together for six years. So why would I feel different? I don't know. But right, I, I feel do. like I feel like it's grounding. Like I started saying, I mean, I think I always said we, but I think I said it more since like yeah. it's weird how that happens. You're like, we're doing that. We're to like and for some reason I was looking at him even on the flight home. He was dead asleep. <laughs> and I was just looking over him and I thought, wow, like we get to do this. Like we're going to do this now. And you know, it's it's everything. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm surprised, and I'm. He's the best man. Mm. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's <laughs> wow. on American Family Radio. Isn't that something, Will the Great? Like, because I mean, there's a spiritual component to all of this. That's why she, but she don't understand. She, she's nope. kind of like, why do I feel, man? That's hey. Isn't that deep? Yeah. I, I thought she's talking to Jenna Bush and mm -hmm. um and. You know, she's talking about recently getting engaged to this man who's some sort of financier or something. And um, they've been together for six years. They adopted two kids. And, you know, she says, but something was different. Yeah. And he asked me to marry me. <laughs> you know, and it, I mean, look, our culture has normalized cohabitation. Mm. Our culture has caused us to feel that. You know, this was just God's suggestion, mm -hmm. right? And so we we go to bat defending marriage using all of these sort of like, you know, practical tips. And, and this is why it's better for society. And all of those things are true. But look, ultimately, even if none of those things were manifested that you could see and you could like, you know, qualify marriage and say, hey, it does this and, and all of these things, God has instituted it. This is God's idea. Right. And I think for the Christian, that needs to be where we rest. That needs to be why we fight for marriage. You know, you don't you don't fight against so-called same-sex marriage because it's icky. Right. Or because right. you think, oh, I just don't get it. Oh, I just don't. You're like, no, <laughs> right. no. We, we have a deeper conviction right. than that. That's right. It's because marriage is a picture of Christ and the church. Amen. And Satan mocks this picture when there is any type of manifestation of it. I mean, you know, if you even we don't even, you know, so I think for Christians, we've got to recognize that, as you say, Will, there is a spiritual component to marriage. And for many of us, when we're going through and when times are toughest in our marriages, that's when we need to hit the floor together on yeah. our knees in prayer. 
Yeah. Like we have to battle for our marriages. Yeah, we have to because there's a definitely a, a spiritual attack. And we can see it, you know, in the practical ways, in tangible ways, in, in, in our, in, even in our country and in the church, that mm-hmm. the enemy hates it. And so there's an all-out war against marriage. He wanted to distort it and make something that is not marriage at all be, to be called marriage and all kind of stuff. You, you can see it. You know, he want, he want uh, there to be less children born mm-hmm. within marriages. And That's right. All kind, it, it, there's an all-out attack on it. And you have to step back and say, why? And because Christians- it's, God, it's God instituted. Amen. Christians need to be fighting. We need to we need to work together to help marriages that are weak among us. If you've got which let me do this. Let me open the phone lines. You want to comment on anything that we're discussing today? Again, you've been married 15 years in one day. (laughs) You can give advice. Remember what I said? 14364. (laughs) This number is not for you. You guys know I'm joking by now at this point, right? 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Excuse me. You can comment on anything that we're talking about today. Um, and uh, we, we we look forward to that. This this um, this Pew Research study, this one that's out uh, early last month, mm-hmm. early November, um, says that more U.S. adults are delaying marriage or foregoing it altogether. Mm. And the share who have ever lived with um, an unmarried partner is on the rise. So those mm. who are just cohabitating cohabitating that is increasing in the United States of America and in the midst of these changes and you know cohabitation mm-hmm. increasing mm-hmm. most Americans are finding cohabitation to be acceptable right. um even for couples who don't plan to get married mm. like even if you have no end in sight like you do not plan um to get married then you can still just live together i mean That's and this sad. is a marked change um, in the last 10, 15, 20 years of our country, um, wow. it just shows a further and further kind of slide away from the authority of the word of God. But it's sad, too, because those people won't experience what Hoda Kabi was just talking about. Like, there's a no. difference. And they, they will never know that difference. Like, that's, you know, she was really expressing some real, like, feelings. Like, was you know, there, there's a difference when yeah. you decide, like, man, we're going to get married. We're, going to be in covenant with each other mm-hmm. rather than just, mm-hmm. you know, are oh, we going to be together, live together, you know, but there's no strings attached whatever, you know, there's a, there's a, 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 a marked difference there. And that's sad. And I think, I think that women should not kid themselves mm-hmm. into thinking that a man who is content to just shack up with her loves her the way a man loves a woman who says, will you be my wife? Mm. I think we have got to be um, bold in stating that, you know, there's some people who, Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I mean, you know, he loves her. You know, um, no, no. If he loves her, then he will take her on as a commitment. Right. If he loves her, then he will lay his life down for her. Man, this Pew Research article, which, by the way, we'll put a link in the show notes. You can go to AFR.net. You can get the podcast, get the show notes. And so you can look at the article in its entirety. This Pew Research study here shows some incredible things about why cohabitating couples cohabitate versus why married couples get married. The number one driving force behind married couples getting married is love, is love. Mm. But cohabitating couples cohabitate out of convenience. (laughs) It's financially convenient and just works out for us. It's a good thing for us to do. I mean, this is profound when you start to think about how this really kind of um, smears what God intended for marriage and for man and woman to live together yeah. within that covenant. Yeah. Should we go to the phone lines? Yeah. Let's go to Kathy in Texas. Hi, Kathy. Hello. 
Hello. Um, first of all, I love you guys. Um, second, I am calling to ask for prayer for a dear friend of mine. They've been married 34 years, mm. and her husband has decided that he no longer wants her mm. or oh. wants to be in a marriage. Wow. Um, my friend is and it's the picture of a strong Christian woman, wife, and mother, um, and is doing everything she can to hold this marriage together. And I just want her to know that there's a world of Christians praying for her and her husband, that Satan will be kicked out of their life, mm. and that he will see the value in her again, and the love that um, they used to share. Mm. So if... Um, Y'all could just pray. God knows who they are. Yeah. Y'all could Amen. pray for them. Um, and as far as Hoda getting engaged, I pray that God is the head of their household, and I'm so thankful that that's happening for them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Thank you so much, <clears throat> Kathy. Yeah. Lord Jesus, you know this couple. Amen. And you know where they are right now, Lord. And I pray right now, Lord God, I I agree with Kathy and I agree with every believer who is listening, who understands the sanctity of marriage Mm. and the sacredness of marriage. And I pray for this couple right now, Lord God, I pray that you would rebuke the devourer. I pray that you would rebuke the evil one who wants to destroy this picture of Christ in the church. And we agree, we believers all across this country, we agree together and we ask you to save this marriage, Lord God. I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would comfort this woman who is desperate. Lord God, I pray that you would give her prayer, help her to intercede for her husband, Lord, that Mm -hmm. you would encourage her heart. And I pray, Lord God, that our prayers would result in great testimony, Mm. that it would result in great thanksgiving because of the salvation of this marriage. I ask you this and I lay this before you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. Will the great, where do we go next? Uh, Tina in Missouri. Hi, Tina. Hi. I just have one piece of marriage advice. We've been married 26 years, and I've given this advice a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, usually usually at a bridal shower. Um, I say you can be married or you can be right. You cannot be both, so you have to choose every day. Hmm. You can be married or you can be, you say right? Right. Okay. Okay, Tina. Thank you. Right. Okay. But you have to choose because you can't be both, and you really have to keep that in your mind Mm. every day. Wow. Okay. Well, look. Always be right. Mm Mm-hmm. You you're not you're not ready for marriage. Wow. Okay. No, I hear what you're saying there. Okay, I got you. Yeah. That gives a little bit. That gives a little qualifier to it. I mean, look, because I'm going to give you. You got 26 years, so I'm I'm going to give you that. Um, I just would say, you know, I'm going to be married and right. <laughs> no, you can but be no. <laughs> one or the other, okay? Thank listen you, Tina. Tina. We appreciate Listen to Tina, 26 <laughs> years. She knows what she's talking about. Uh, thank you for calling, Tina. We appreciate you. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Jim in Georgia. Hi, Jim. Hi. Good afternoon. How are y'all? Doing great. Good afternoon. Good. Listen, it's the first time I've ever listened to you guys, and I want to commend you first on the clarity and the directness of... Uh, the description of marriage being a covenant and that being a, uh, a, a visual, an earthly visual of the believer's relationship with Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm divorced after 19 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. 
the pastor at the church told my my wife that she could divorce me, and uh, he used scripture for it. And um, <clears throat> I find that uh, very difficult uh, that he would advise her that way. And I asked him to never advise another couple like that. Mm. Um, it's it was a very I mean, very terrible divorce, and the kids are. Uh, it's anyway, you've heard it a thousand times, I'm sure. But the other comment that you made earlier was that um, this is it's Satan's work. Mm. I mean, he he came to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. And uh, you know that clarity is what continues uh, to be touted. You know, uh, people in the church that have walked through tough times and stayed married need to be vocal. Mm-hmm. They need to Amen. be vocal. Believers need to be vocal. That's so you good. Know, if, if God, um, you know, threw us away after every time we violated one of his rules, you know, and that's, he just doesn't do that. Amen. You know, Amen. Jim, an unending love. And in the song by, uh, I can't think of the guy's name anyway, it's Reckless Love. It is what the gospel is about. Jim, let me say this. I, I just want to comment real quick on the point that you make, and I appreciate you calling in, but you are absolutely right that those of us who have walked through tough times in our marriages, we need to come alongside other couples and be able to encourage them. You know, Amen. one of the things that we did for a number of years on the morning show was just be real about the struggles of marriage and what it is to live for the glory of God. I think if more Christians were willing to do that, but to show the fight, yeah. you know, to be able to say, man, when I lined my life up mm-hmm. against the word as it pertains to marriage, I was getting it wrong. Yeah. Look, I've, I said a number of years, man, I was disrespectful as a wife. Yeah. I was disrespectful as a wife. Okay, and I think there are a lot of wives who are manipulative Mm -hmm. and controlling and disrespectful, and they have found scriptures to cover that. Yeah, (laughs) they've found ways to hide that. You know what I mean? Oh, my husband needs this. No, your husband needs you to be submissive. Your Mm -hmm. husband needs you to be respectful. Mm -hmm. Your husband has an innate. It's built into his design that he has a need to be respected. Just as we as wives have a need to be loved. And when the Lord showed me that, that it's no, you're not helping. You are being disrespectful, man. Only to the Lord can you go and really like there's no there's no facade. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't hide behind your. Oh, well, what I meant was, no, the Lord knows your heart. Right. Right. He absolutely knows your heart. All right. right. Should we try to go ahead? Well, what do you want? want I want to say real quick and we squeeze one more call in. Um, I see my, my brothers and sisters in the church and they're talking about intimacy and intimacy with your spouse is very important, you know, because that's what the enemy likes to strike, too. You know, try yes, to get you not to true. connect with each other, you know, I'm, and I'm speaking sexually and that's important, you know. And so you should be aware of that as well, because that's one of the places where you like to strike and make it cold. And then you wonder, like, why are you so disconnected? But that's something that's that's needed. You know what a lot of couples say? A lot of couples say, man, before we were married, it seemed like all the time, you know, the temptation was there. Then we get married and all the time, the temptation, if you will, is not there. Right. And let me tell you something. That is Satan's design. Yeah. That is what he wants. This is, man, you know, and maybe we can do a later show on this. But these are the types of things that real couples are going through. That yeah. real couples are experiencing. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. do we, I don't know if we have time to squeeze in another call. No, nah, we got like 40 seconds. 
I'm maybe so we sorry. can ask these questions. If you want to call back on Friday, maybe we can talk about That'd it again. That'd be great. Yeah. That would be great. We can open up the phone sorry. lines and we can talk about the state of marriage in the church. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we getting right? What are we not getting right? Where can we do better? I mean, it's one thing for us to point at the world and say that they're missing it. But it's another thing for us to be an example. We are the salt and light. Yeah. We are supposed to be holding up the standard of righteousness, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. So anyway, happy anniversary to you, Will the Great. Same to you. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.